This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Carp is just back from a very successful advocacy day on Parliament Hill. The main issue is better protection for pensioners. It's a subject that we have tackled here on Fight Back quite a few times. And the impetus, of course, is the Sears bankruptcy, which is leaving hundreds of pensioners who paid in throughout their working lives high and dry and uncertain. CARP's demanding changes to the law, uh, and the current law puts pensioners at the back of the line of unsecured creditors in a bankruptcy. Now, the Liberal government has been saying it has no plans to change the law, but it says it may be listening. Here's what the Prime Minister had to say in question period. Our hearts go out to the workers affected by the decision taken by Sears. We're making every effort to connect Sears employees and pensioners with programs and services that will help them through this tough time. I understand current Sears Canada pension fund assets are held in trust and must be used solely for the benefit of pensioners. Service Canada has been meeting representatives of Sears Canada to ensure a rapid national and coordinated response to meet the needs of impacted employees. We will continue to work to help uh, employees affected by this decision. Okay, well, um, hard to say exactly what he said there. Of course, we want to hear from you. Do you think that we need to change the law to put people who have paid into pensions at the head of the line rather than at the back? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And I am here with Wanda Morris, CARP's VP of Advocacy. Welcome, Wanda. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Lou. Well, um, sounds like uh, your lobby day on Parliament Hill went very well yesterday. What can you tell us about it? Uh, well, we were delighted by the number of people that we had come out. Uh, haven't got the final count yet, but uh, upwards of 50 or 60 MPs and a, a number of senators along with their staff came and, and heard about what we're asking for, which is really to say, let's put pensioners at the front of the line. Uh, they have uh, spent years, decades working for companies. It's not fair that uh, in their the retirement years, they should suddenly face a shortfall in their pension checks. Where do the Sears retirees stand now and, and about how many of them are there? So there are about uh, 16,000 uh, Sears pensioners. They are part of a group of 1.3 million Canadians across this country who have a, a corporate defined benefit pension plan. Uh, and that Sears pension is underfunded by about $250 million. Uh, and what that translates to is a shortfall in the pension checks that these pensioners will get, as well as a loss of their extended medical a loss of their dental benefits and their life insurance. So they are going to be facing a belt tightening. Um, fortunately, in Ontario, there is a, a provincial program to protect uh, at least $1,000 of pension income per pensioner, but uh, pensioners across the rest of the country uh, have no such protection. 
Um, you know, I, I see a whole pile of problems here. Uh, so on the one hand, you have the bankruptcy laws, which again make make uh, retirees, pensioners, uh, unsecured creditors uh, at, the, at the back of the line to get any money that's left. But we, it seems to me we also need laws about the funding of pension plans because somebody has to oversee that. Well, and it's very interesting. Right now, we have laws that say that pensions need to be 100% funded. But when a company estimates its pension and says, okay, we think our workers are on average going to live this long and we're going to get this much of return on assets, if they are overly optimistic in those estimates, they can end up with a shortfall. And under current laws, they get somewhere between usually five and 10 years to make up that shortfall. But if they continue to underestimate, then they continue to build up this shortfall. And what we see now in Canada is that pension plans are typically only funded about 80 or 85 percent. So you have that that balance, that 15 to 20 percent, that becomes an unsecured credit in the event of a bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, this is uh, parenthetical, but part of the whole... S- controversy, I'll say, surrounding Bill Morneau uh, is a law to change uh, the laws governing pensions and and uh, wanting to make uh, certain pension plans with a, quote, target instead of a defined benefit, which, of course, is cheaper for the companies, less onerous. But, okay, to, down to brass tacks, what do you want the government to do in terms of changing the law? Well, we studied the issue and we looked at what is the, the simplest, most effective way to protect pensioners. And most companies, even in bankruptcy, have some assets. And so I think the simplest solution is to say, let's put pensioners and that unsecured credit for that unfunded liability at the front of the line. Uh, right now, bankers, well, first of all, of course, lawyers get paid. Yeah. But beyond <laughs> that, we have the bankers and the bondholders who are getting paid first. But, but when we look at bankers, we look at bondholders, they have, have many assets and banks have many customers. The, the loss of one isn't going to be critical to them. And, and while we can feel for, for small businesses and other creditors, they typically only are owed for, say, 60 or 90 days worth of work, whereas pensioners are owed for years or decades worth of service. They have uh, provided the work, and instead of taking all their wages at the time, they've essentially invested some in a pension to be paid later. So it's, I think, unconscionable that the most vulnerable are the ones that are at the back of the line. So CARP, we're saying, give pensioners super priority. Put them at the front. Okay, and um, before we get to the phones, what, what do you say the argument is, uh, as it always is, well, if that's the case, um, you know, businesses will not get loans from banks if the banks aren't sure that they're going to be first to get paid back or they won't get paid for whoever is secured. How do you respond to that? Well, I think what we have to do is look at the magnitude of what we're talking about here. We're talking about companies with defined benefit pension plans, and there are fewer and fewer of those out there. Absolutely. Uh, and then those are companies that go into bankruptcy. So the the percentage of those, I mean, the likelihood of that happening is pretty small. There may be a, a perhaps a, a one or two basis point impact. I, I suspect it's going to be a rounding error into the cost of, of bonds uh, if this legislation is passed. But frankly, I don't think we want people to invest in our country because we're willing to sacrifice our pensioners to entice that investment. I think we have to be really strong here and say we will protect our pensioners and put their needs first. Okay, uh, let's hear from Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi, Libby. 
Uh, I want to comment on something you said at the very beginning of this session, and that was people who have paid into anybody who pays for something. Um, isn't that isn't that considered theft if you don't give them what they paid for? <laughs> Not if there's a bankruptcy. Apparently. I know, but you know, just just think of it in a very very simplistic way. But paying for something for that many years, uh, and um, she's absolutely right. I mean, these people have put these people are what drove the company to the point where it made money for years, and therefore, yes, they should be put ahead of the secured, which would be the lawyers, the bankers, the any uh, the trustees have come ahead of everybody. Because if they don't get paid, they don't do the work for them. Yeah, and and not to mention that amidst all of this, uh, the courts approved these huge bonuses, presumably for these executives who drove the company into bankruptcy in the first place. Well, uh, I was with a company that was uh, selling off the region that I was looking after. And what they did to make sure that the asset of that region uh, was still viable by the time of the sale is they offered those of us who are looking after it an extra whatever to stay on until uh, the other company took over. It wasn't millions of dollars, let me tell you that. <laughs> it was peanuts compared to that, but they wanted to make sure we kept it viable until the new owner took over. So uh, I see why they do it. They don't want you to do anything that might reduce the asset of the company, but it is not fair. And it is not, in my mind, it's just absurd. I really hear you. I think there's a, a number of things here that, that we can can lament. Uh, just to clarify one thing. So the, if an employee has made a contribution to the pension plan, that amount does stay in the plan and that is fully funded. So what we're talking about is the employer's underfunded portion, that's the one that's at risk. So in the case of Sears pensioners, it looks like they're about 20% underfunded. Uh-huh. Okay, Helen, thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, we've got uh, Jerry in Burlington. Hello, Jerry. Yes, hello. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Good, good. Um, well, I, I think that I'm going to say something that I think is obvious, and that is that any pension contribution, whether it's the company or the employee, should be put in a separate account that is managed by a third party. So the money is always there. Now, I, I don't know, like it, it makes so much sense that I, I think there must be something that's preventing it. So, so Jerry, what you're talking about is, isn't different than what's happened. If the employer has made the contribution and the employees have, that money is protected. It would be fraud for that money to be taken away. But but what happens is that um, the amount of money that the company pays in to, to the pension is always an estimate. I know how long will the pensioners live, what kind of return will happen on the assets. And, and what we've seen is that companies tend to be very optimistic in the estimates they make. And invariably, pensions tend to be underfunded. On average, they're underfunded by about 15 to 20 percent in right. Canada. So it's that underfunding that we're talking about that's leaving you know, uh, pensioners taking a real haircut here. But you know what I'm talking about is basically... To prevent the underfunding, like maybe it's a law or it's a custom, uh, you know, but like the, the money that the company puts in, it should be 
actual money that is contributed every month or I don't, don't know how often the company contributes as well as the employee's contribution. So the money is there and the money is earning interest or, you know, but so it is there. And mm-hmm. I, like, I don't think any like future estimates would so, be necessary. Oh, you know, it's a it's a really good point. And, and what we have is that when a, a company discovers that they've got a, an unfunded liability right now, uh, they are given a certain period of time to make it good. It's the five years or 10 years that they're allowed to make it But they that keep up. rolling them along. Jerry, thanks for your call. Okay, well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, and, and uh, it's hard to believe that uh, it isn't being done on purpose sometimes. It's I, funny how so many are, are underfunded uh, as opposed to the ones with surpluses. Wanda, a couple of questions before we wrap up. Uh, so first of all, where are you at with this? The liberals have said they have no plans to change this law. Any headway there? I think we did make some headway. We, we spoke with some senior policy advisors and, and talked about some of the numbers. I think the, the concern that was raised is that this might have an impact on capital markets. And, and I think we can demonstrate pretty conclusively that that's not a, a significant risk. So we've agreed to, to provide them with information. They've provided agreed to do some further research on their own, we're going to be holding their feet to the fire. Uh, this issue isn't going away. And what we know, I mean, we've got Nortel, Indelux, Royal Mines, Wabash Mines, now Sears. That list hasn't ended. Today's blue chip company can be tomorrow's company in financial distress. We need to fix this now. Okay, that sounds good. And uh, tomorrow, of course, is the CARP annual general meeting. Keynote speaker will be the conservative leader, Andrew Scheer. Um, What do you want to hear from him? Well, I'd be really interested to hear his take on this issue and see if we could get a commitment from him to make this change if uh, he was elected. Uh, We'll be hearing about his uh, response to to a variety of seniors' issues and seeing how we could work together. Like which seniors' issues? Uh, Well, we'll be interested to, to hear what he wants to do, uh, for example, around RIF reform. There was uh, previously a, a private member's bill from uh, the Conservatives looking at uh, getting rid of those mandatory RIF withdrawals that uh, unfortunately yeah. leave many people without enough funds as they head into to old, old age. Um, yeah. That's certainly something on our radar. Okay. Wanda Morris, uh, thanks again, and congratulations. Uh, obviously, more has to be done. We need a little more headway, but keep plugging away at it. It's an important issue. Cheers. Thanks very much. And if anybody hasn't had the chance to go, we're still keeping our petition live on our website, carb.ca slash pensioners. Go ahead and add your signature. Let uh, our government know how important this is. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, uh, but stay by your radio. When we come back, we're going to be talking about something else we've talked about before, and that is the new plans for traffic on King Street. Uh, If you like to drive... um, Watch out for this. So we will be back with that right after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.